Welcome back, everyone, to Just Saying, a podcast about how to be a more intentional communicator. I'm Charlie Thornton with this week's segment, which is another FAQ segment. And today we're going to be talking about headlines. Here's one from the New York Times. I am not a cat, says lawyer, having Zoom filter difficulties. You all saw the video. We're not talking about cats, but we are talking about headlines and why they're so important, not just for the news, but for us in our everyday lives and our everyday work. Okay, but before we get to that, you know the drill. Uh, if you're new, thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to have you. Uh, if you get a chance, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a short review on iTunes. That helps us a lot and it gets the word out to everyone. It should be a five-star review um, and it doesn't have to be long. It could just be a headline. I can't believe I just said that. All right, enough amusing myself. Let's get to today's questions. And these questions come from a workshop that we did recently, a virtual workshop uh, from the Brief Lab, uh, because a lot of our workshops are virtual and we've, we've worked really hard to make that experience as rewarding or more rewarding than the in-person experience. And I would say that these actually also, there's a couple questions in here from team members at the Brief Lab, which is really cool. Um, because it shows you that we're not perfect at this either. Far from it. In fact, this is something that we have to work on. And so we know how hard it is to be clear and to be concise. Okay, let's jump in to today's questions. They're all about headlines. And no surprise, we think headlines are really important at the Brief Lab. And here's why. Imagine for a second that I cut out a newspaper article from a real physical newspaper. Yes, I believe they still make those. And I held the article up for you. There were no pictures in it. And with my fingers, I was holding the article at the top. With my fingers, I covered up the headline. So all you could see was just the text below it, this big, long strip of Times New Roman font. And I asked you a really simple question. Do you want to read this? How would you respond? Now, some of you might think, no way. And some of you might think, uh, I don't know, is this a trick question? And you're kind of right. It kind of is a trick question. Because what I'm asking you to do in that situation is to take your attention, which we believe is one of your most precious resources in a given day, is your attention. And I'm asking you to invest it blindly in an article, and you don't know what the article's about. That's a bad investment. That's a bad bet. There's a high likelihood that you're going to read that article and be like, well, what do you know? This was totally irrelevant to me and I didn't need to do that. Now, this is news to exactly no one, right? Everybody expects that the New York Times and CNN and Fox News and whoever, wherever you get your news, that they're going to give you the main headlines up front. Okay, fair enough. So why am I telling you this? Well, Think about this. Have you ever been invited to a meeting and you weren't sure what it was about? Have you ever gotten a Teams message that says, hey, uh, you got a minute to talk? So what's the difference between that and asking someone if they want to read a headline or asking someone if they want to read an article that has no headline? There's really not a difference. In both cases, we're asking them to invest their precious attention blindly. And we need to not do that because it is one of the, the easiest things in communications to get right. And it's also one of the most disruptive things. If we don't do it 
our audience notices right away. All right, so let's jump into the questions that we have for today, um, and I will opine on them, hopefully in a way that's helpful for you. Question number one, I don't want to sound like clickbait. All right, that's not a question. That's a comment. Maybe it's an objection. So fair enough. Let's let's dig into this for a second. At the Brief Lab, we talk about a good headline having three components. So the first thing that a good headline has to do is it has to tell us what the conversation is about. The same way that a good newspaper headline tells you what the article is about. So what is this email about? What is this meeting invite about? We have to answer that question, what? What is this interruption about? Somebody wants to interrupt you, they owe you a good headline to tell you what they're interrupting you about. The second thing that a good headline has to do is it should create a sense of intrigue. Like you should be curious to, to learn more. So if you go to your boss and you're like, hey, I need guidance on this new project that just came in. Well, that word guidance is is giving them some clue as to what they're supposed to do in the conversation. And then the last criteria for a good headline is it's got to be brief. Otherwise, it's not a headline. Otherwise, we're trying. Otherwise, we're trying to have the whole conversation right up front, and that's that's a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Okay, so back to clickbait. Clickbait is really good at one of these criteria, and it's and it's that one about creating that interest or that intrigue. See, what clickbait does is it, it's so tantalizing that we just can't help clicking on it. So one I saw recently was uh, three vegetables that melt body fat. All right, so you hear that and you're like, that is so stupid. But I wonder what the vegetables are, right? And then you click on it. And the next thing you know, you're immediately disappointed because clickbait never actually delivers on what it promises. And this is where it, it it's important that we learn from clickbait. Do not be clickbait. You don't want your boss to click on you, so to speak, and then be and then regret it. So clickbait sets a really high expectation and then doesn't deliver on it. So don't do that. Um, you know, you don't want to go into your bo boss's office and dance in there and go, hey, guess how much money we just lost this week? Like, that's a really good way to get fired or at least have a really bad relationship with this person. But if you don't think about it as clickbait, if you think about it as a bridge from where they are into the conversation that you need to have, a good headline will get them started across that bridge. And I think that's really the the value of a good headline. So just saying something like, um, hey, I need approval on the Q4 budget. Okay. They know it's about the Q4 budget and they know you need approval. So it shapes how they're listening. They're like, I'm now listening for approval. I'm going to scan things, double check we made all the, mis all the changes that we talked about last time and give this thing the green light. All right. Don't be clickbait but you do want to put the bottom line up front, right? Bluff, as they say in the military. All right, next question. You want me to speak in headlines with a high-ranking person? Is that wise? All right, I guess I need to review these questions more closely. There's kind of a negative tone to some of these. Um, I kind of like it. All right, so the short answer to this one is, um, yeah, absolutely, you need to speak in headlines to a high-ranking person. In no way is that disrespectful. In fact, I would say that the more senior they are, the more you need to speak in headlines. That doesn't mean that you go about tweeting at them. I don't mean speaking in, in like incoherent sound bites. 
but you do need to use a headline to get them from all the things that they're focused on starting across that bridge into the conversation that you want to have. See, high-ranking people, whether it's military or corporate, they have the exact same amount of attention that you and I have each day, which is not that much. It's a few hours of like high-functioning brain time, and we want to use it on the stuff that's going to give us the greatest return in value. We want to invest that attention in the good stuff. The difference between you and I and very senior high-ranking folks is they have a lot of people asking for their attention. So by definition, they have to become more stingy with it and they have to become more judicious with it. All the more reason to give them that headline up front. We owe them the courtesy of a good headline up front so that they can make an informed decision with their attention because if they don't make an informed decision, they may regret having that conversation with us later. And you know, a senior person needs to use that time effectively. They could, if they wanted, squander their, you know, a, a general or a CEO could easily squander their attention, fill their calendar with useless conversations. There's no shortage of people asking for their time and attention. So what they have to do is they have to make the right choices about who to speak with. Well, how do they make those choices? They make those choices based on what the headline is that's coming at them. So absolutely, we need a headline. All right, next. This one's not as uh, not not such a, a negative tone to it. Uh, when should we use a headlines aside from subject lines? All right, I'm glad I got this one. Subject lines in email are a great place for us to use headlines. And if you're going to use them, which you should absolutely use all the same criteria that we talked about. And when it gets to being brief shoot for like 40 characters or less because I think that's a really good rule of thumb. Um, if you go over 40 characters, a lot of smartphones are going to cut off the subject line and that's not good. So so good, use email subject lines. Now that wasn't the question. The question is when else should we use them aside from email? Anytime that you want someone's attention. Unless you are truly just making like water cooler conversation, I would say that you owe someone a good headline for almost every interaction. Meetings, certainly. That way they can walk into the meeting prepared to contribute, not just walk in blindly. Interruptions, yes. So that they can say, yeah, I can focus on that now, or no, sorry, can you come back later? I'm, I'm putting on a fire right now. Um, presentations, yes. Should be right up on that first slide, should be your headline. If you're missing that, you're you're, it's a it's a risky proposition. You're, um, you're running the you're, you're making an assumption that your audience knows what you want to talk about, and what if they don't? What a missed opportunity. Okay, so those are some moments um, when you should use headlines. Updates certainly. Anytime you gotta ask for someone's attention, give them a headline so they can make an informed decision to get into that conversation. Next question: How long should a headline be? Ah, good one. Um, we usually say five to eight words at the brief lab. There's some flexibility with that. Like I just mentioned with email, you you want to be tighter than that. Um, sometimes if it's a, you know, if, if it's more of an interruption type thing, like, uh, hey boss, just a reminder, I need final approval on the Q4 budget. Um, that's a little bit longer and you can see it's more conversational. And I think that's okay. As long as you're getting to the point relatively quickly, because remember attention spans are really fickle today. So that's the whole idea is get them that main point right up front so that they can opt into it. So 
five date words is a good rule of thumb. If it's an informal conversational setting, um, you can maybe push that envelope a little bit. Uh, the point is you do need to stop and think about this and make a plan for your headline. All right, next question. How do I balance complicated info with this idea of getting to the point in a headline? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build on something I just started talking about there for a second. Because one of the mistakes that we make with complicated info is we, we try to squeeze it into our headline if we're trying to say everything. So we have to remember that our headline is not the whole conversation. It's just getting us, there, our, our audience into that conversation. So it's not the highway, it's like the entrance ramp, if you will. So give yourself a little bit of like a little bit of grace here. You don't have to to squeeze the whole thing into the first sentence. What you need to do with the first sentence is get them to pay attention and say, yes, I will give you a little bit of that attention. Keep going. So if you have a really complex topic, what you want to make absolutely sure you don't do is wing it. Like you don't want to just hope that you come out with a good headline. This is precisely the moment where you need to, and this is what I just started mentioning earlier, stop, get a little bit of quiet time. I know we talk about that a lot. It's important. But get away from the screen and ask yourself, what do I really want to get from this Slack message that I'm about to hit send on? What do I really want to get out of this email that I'm about to send? What do I really want to get when I knock on this door? What would be the best way for me to get my audience into this conversation? And I think that's a valuable thing to ask yourself. Stop, ask yourself these questions, make a plan, and then you can give it a shot. And it's not to say you're always going to do it perfectly every time, but I think that's the key. Especially when we have something complicated or even something that we're just very close to we tend to lose the forest for the trees when we're really focused on our own stuff. And so just that little pause can really help. Okay, and this is the last question I have here. Um, how do I create a headline when I have a diverse audience? Ooh, this is a really good question um, and something that I get a lot. So it's hard when you have people that are at different um, levels in an organization that have different needs for information and they're all kind of in the same room. So how do you create a headline for all those people? Well, go back to the basics. I mean, the headline should be in some ways the most elemental thing. So the headline should really focus on like, what's the point and putting that right up front. So hopefully your headline um, is something that is going to appeal to all of your audiences, no matter where they are. Now, be smart about this. If you got a meeting with five people and you've got the the um, head of procurement in that meeting and you also have the CEO and you also have the CFO, you can you can bet that they're going to come in with different needs for different levels of information and detail and all that good stuff. Well, you could just go into the meeting and say, here's my headline and start. But there might also be an opportunity for you to think more carefully about hey, maybe I need to give that head of procurement a little bit of uh, a heads up. Hey, just so you know, here's here's what I'm going to cover with the CEO and the CFO, but I, I also would love a follow-up meeting with you to go a little bit deeper. So pay attention to what you can do before the conversation or after the conversation to help alleviate those, those needs for different audiences. 
get creative with it. Use your common sense. Um, and I think that will help you realize that, again, your headline is not like some magic thing that's going to like mesmerize everyone. No, it's just a simple way to build a bridge from wherever they are mentally into the conversation that you want to have. All right. That's this week's segment of FAQ. Do you have a question that you'd like us to um, give our two cents on? Send an email to FAQ at thebrieflab.com. We'd love to answer it. We'd love to work it into one of our future sessions. You like what you heard. You didn't like what you heard. Let us know. We'd love to keep improving this and make this as relevant to you as possible. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Good luck with your headlines out there. Have a great week.